Church, for the next few minutes, I want to invite you to open up God's Word with me to the New Testament. We'll be in Matthew's uh, Gospel today. We'll be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24, uh, to hear some words from our Savior on storing up treasure in heaven. I know uh, today's an exciting day. There's a lot going on today, and perhaps there is much that is on the minds of those that have gathered today. I know we've got uh, some kids with us today. We've probably got some some pretty excited kids uh, who have uh, experienced some exciting things already this morning and anticipating uh, maybe more excitement as the day continues. And I, I really prepared today uh, and our message today with, with kids in mind. And so I would love, uh, kids, the opportunity to talk with you for just a few minutes. And I want to invite all of our, our kids, uh, any that would like to and are willing to, to join me kind of right down front here. Uh, on the steps. I would love to talk with, with you boys and girls for just a bit. Would y'all come sit with me for a few minutes? Uh, kids or, or maybe even kids at heart if we have to invite, uh, some others, but come on down. Uh, I wanna, I wanna talk to you all from God's Word for just a few minutes. So yeah, come, come find a seat. Come find a, a comfy spot. Guys, girls, wow. Make yourself at home. Y'all having a good Christmas? Yeah. Can I can I ask a question like what is what is uh your most favorite Christmas gift uh so far? Anybody want to share? Yeah, Houston. Um, my favorite one was the walkie-talkie set at the right. A walkie-talkie set. That is awesome. That's pretty exciting. Anybody else want to share? You don't have to. Anybody else want to share a favorite? Yeah, you Brooks. A watch. That is cool. You're just going to point to it. You're wearing it. One more. Anybody? Okay, I'll share. So I remember uh, as a kid, I remember, you're going to remember these things probably as time goes on, but I remember one Christmas as a kid. I was a little bit of an older kid at this time, and and I got really interested in fishing, I liked to go fishing, and there was a pond near where I lived that I could go fishing. And so one year, and I don't even know how I came across this, but I asked for a a new fly fishing rod. I'd never, never done fly fishing. I'd seen other people do it. I thought it was the coolest thing, and I wanted it so, so bad. And so I asked for it. I asked mom and dad for it. And and every day I would look under the tree leading up to Christmas, and there was nothing under that tree uh, that resembled uh, a fishing pole, just wasn't there. Um, and so I waited and waited, and I was kind of bummed out. I thought, you know, it's not going to happen. And I got up on Christmas morning, and guess what? It was there. I got it. I was so excited about it. I remember wearing it out in the yard, learning to do that. I, I didn't know how to do it. It took a lot of practice, front yard, backyard, finally, until I was able to go and use it, caught some fish with it, and was really excited about that. But that was a long time ago. You're going to remember a lot of Christmases as you grow older. And today, so far, I think my my, my favorite gift so far that I've received, uh, or one of my favorites um, so far this year, is, is in a little box here. And this was part of a gift basket that we got uh, a few days ago. And I want to share with you what it says. Anybody tell just by the front of it what's what's in there? Chocolate. Chocolate. Anybody, somebody read, what does it say? Anybody, somebody, 
What's it say right here? What's that word? Heaven. Chocolate heaven. All right? Chocolate heaven. And it says, I'm not sure how to take this, the, the uh, tagline underneath is a truly spiritual experience. <laughs> and there's quite an invitation on the back if you keep reading. Uh, and, and I've not tried it yet, but I know it's going to be good. I look forward to it. It says on the side, it says, listen to this. It says, studies show nine out of ten people love chocolate. Studies show one out of ten people lie. Oh, I, I'm certain that nine out of ten people love chocolate. That's probably true. Um, I think more than one out of ten people lie, right? Now, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there'll probably be chocolate in heaven. I don't know that. I think there probably will be. But you know what? Um, chocolate is not what's going to make heaven great. Jesus being there is what's going to make heaven great. I want to I share with you from the Bible for a few minutes some things that Jesus said about heaven. And this is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. And so this is what Jesus said. He was sharing a famous sermon, one that we've been looking at here um, at Meadowbrook. And, and Jesus said, he said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin destroy. You don't know what a moth is? A moth is kind of looks like an ugly butterfly, right? And moths, you may know this, but moths eat things. Like they eat clothes. They eat cotton and wool, things that clothes are made out of. And so if you get a moth in your closet for a long time, they're going to eat a hole in in your clothes. And then vermin... That's not a word that we use very often, but that refers to like uh, roaches and rats and other little creatures that eat things that that we like. Uh, they, they destroy things. And so Jesus says, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Take things, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's what he said. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy no destruction in heaven, and where thieves do not break in and steal. No, no thieves in heaven. And he said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And he kept talking and he said, uh, if anybody's wondering who this strange kid is here, climbing up my life, this is mine, right? So this is, this is okay, this is okay. Uh, Jesus went on, he said, uh, the eye is the lamp of the body. Um, if your eyes are healthy... Your whole body will be full of, of light. And if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. He said, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? He said, no one can serve two masters. Either you're going to hate the one and love the other, or you're going to be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus tells, he said, don't store up a lot of treasure on earth because it's not going to last. It's going to be destroyed eventually. But store up treasure in heaven. Let me just ask you, you don't have to answer this, but think about this in your own minds. What do you treasure? Like, what is something that is so important to you? That's a good answer. Jesus. Right? What do, what do you treasure? 
What is it that you wake up thinking, I'm excited about this today? Christmas. Christmas. Absolutely. We were all excited about Christmas today. And we have those things that we, that we love and we treasure and perhaps we, we get excited about uh, what Jesus is telling us here, I think, to treasure Him more than temporary toys. Treasure Jesus more than temporary toys. Temporary, a lot of you probably know what that word means. It's a big word, but it means things that don't last forever. It says treasure him because Jesus lasts forever. And our relationship with Jesus will also last forever. He says treasure him more than temporary toys. I I wonder if we could have asked Jesus during his life, Jesus, what are you living for? I wonder what he might have said. Now, one of the things I think Jesus may have said, something like, um, I'm here living for you. I'm here living for you. I'm, I'm here living to save you. And that's why we, we celebrate Christmas being such a, a big deal. Jesus was born... In Bethlehem, right? You know the story. And he was laid in a, a manger. So manger nativity over there. He was laid in a manger so that he could grow up and give his life in order to save sinners like all of us so that we could live with God forever. Jesus came for that reason. That's what he was living for. He came to save us. And if we really believe that, then I think we'll begin to live for him. We'll begin to treasure him. What does it mean to treasure him? It means to to love him, right? To value him as important. And Jesus said, he said, um, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus was teaching us, he was telling us, and still tells us through his word that we read today, that um, that our relationship with him should be most important to us. He's telling us to, to shape our priorities around him, to put him first in all that we do, because our relationship with him lasts forever. The Bible says uh, that we brought nothing into the world. First Timothy chapter six, verse seven, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. And so if you think about uh, the stuff that you have, uh, when you were born, you didn't have it. Like you didn't bring it with you. What'd you bring with you? Nothing. nothing. That's right. Nothing. Um, we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. The Bible also says, don't wear yourself out to get rich. Don't wear yourself out to get a lot of stuff. This is in Proverbs. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. And so we're to give our hearts to Jesus, not these other things that don't last forever. Not that these other things are bad. They're not bad in and of themselves. Some of you have shared about things that you've received today. I shared about... Something I received long ago and and now. And th- these are not bad things, but they're not to be 
the most important thing to us. We're to give our heart to Jesus. And when we don't, when we treasure these other things more than Jesus, we're actually worshiping a fake God or an idol. Somebody say yikes. I didn't hear you. Yikes, right? We don't, we don't want to do that. Let's not do that. And, and one test, perhaps, uh, about whether or not these things are more important to us than God is, is, is what we do with them. Like when we get stuff, do we hang on to it really tightly? Do we cling to it? Or are we willing to share it with others? Are we willing to give it to others? That's right. We want to share it. There's a little saying that sometimes we learn about that. Sharing is what? Caring. Sharing is caring. In fact, the Bible says uh, in in 1 Timothy, once again, it says, uh, command the rich, or command them, but it's speaking of, of people that have stuff, command the rich to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be rich in good actions, good works, to be generous and willing to share. And so we want to be that way. All right, so let's give for the good of others. Let's treasure Jesus most of all, more than temporary stuff, more than temporary toys, and let's give from what we have to help others. Let's give for the good of, of others. In fact, Jesus talks about that really next here. You heard me uh, a few moments ago. He, he talks about giving, and this is what he says. At first, it doesn't sound like it's about giving. Uh, he says, um, the eye is the lamp of the body. He says, if your eyes are healthy, and that word there for healthy actually uh, here means generous. Uh, if, if you're generous, your whole body or your whole life uh, will be filled with, with light or good things, good deeds, the right things. Uh, but if your eyes are unhealthy, and that word means stingy, what's stingy mean? It means not generous. You don't, you don't share what you have. If your eyes are unhealthy or stingy, your whole life will be full of darkness. Um, so we want to be generous in, in what we have. The Bible says, whoever loves money never has enough. Like if our, our main love is money, we always want more money. And we could say the same thing about toys or whatever it is, if that's what we love more than anything, we're always going to want more and more and more. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with what they have. Uh, When I was a kid, uh, one of the ways that we determined what we might like to ask for for Christmas was um, a catalog. How many of you have looked through a catalog? You know what a catalog is, right? It's not something that happens very often uh, now. You, I, don't, I don't know how you learn what you what you uh, want. Maybe you see something at a, a friend's house, but we used to look through catalogs, and there are still some catalogs around because um, uh, my, my boys looked at a catalog uh, a few weeks ago. There was an Amazon uh, gift catalog, toy catalog, that their grandmother uh, gave them to look at and to go through and begin circling items that they were interested in uh, uh, in having. 
And I think she got more than she bargained for, right? Because there's one here, uh, my five-year-old, that uh, probably circled uh, nine out of ten things on every page, right? Um, and that's to be expected at that age, right? We see options that we want more and we want more and we want more. But as we get older, we hope that we sort of begin to be content with what we have, to be happy with what it is that uh, we've received. And the truth is, what is, what is today really all about? Jesus, that's right. Jesus' birthday, the coming of, of Jesus. And in Jesus, we've been given the greatest gift. That's right, eternal life. We've been given peace with God. The greatest gift has been offered to us in Jesus. We've, we've been offered the best gift of all. All of us have. And it's a gift that lasts forever and ever and ever. A gift that goes on forever. It's the reason that, that we celebrate Christmas. It's the reason that we celebrate Christmas every single year. It's the reason we always celebrate Christmas. In fact, it's, it's the reason that we, we come back uh, and celebrate and sing uh, every Sunday. Because Jesus has come. And he's come to save us. He's come to give us a relationship with God that lasts forever and ever and ever. And I hope you guys, I hope you boys and girls know Jesus. Uh, if if you don't know Jesus, I hope you ask mom or dad about him today. I hope you ask and learn more about this Jesus today. It's the most important gift and the most important thing that any of us, the uh, most important person any of us could know is knowing Jesus. But did you guys know that there are some who don't know Jesus? And there, there are Many people, in fact, many people living uh, here in Birmingham, but not here in some places, many more people who don't know about this greatest gift. Many people that don't know Jesus. And so we have the opportunity and responsibility to help them come to know Jesus, to help them hear about Jesus, about this great gift. And one of the ways that we do that is through a very special offering that we take at Christmas time. And so I want to invite all of us, we're almost done, but let's hang right here for a second together, and we're going to watch a short video about a lady named Julieta that's going to tell us about this offering. So let's watch this video together. I never dreamed to go to another city. I never dreamed to go to another country. I never dreamed to learn to talk another language that God made possible. When I was 11 years old, my family was very poor. I used to work in the street selling, selling things. One day my dad took my money because he was alcoholic. He had three more families. So I made my own prayer. I said to God, you want to be my father? I need you here. I need you here. I had a trouble in my teens because of my family and I ran away from home. And uh, we had a program with the IMB missionaries running the call, Tele Amigo. So I went to that place because I had trouble with myself. I want to kill myself. 
and they really give me all the support in prayer for me. I met a missionary called Barbara Rivers. She was putting some pictures and video of the five American missionaries where they were killed in Ecuador by the Indians in the jungle. When I saw the pictures and the face of the missionaries, I started crying. And I said to Lord, I do nothing, only going to church. And these people came far away from their own country and died because of love of our people. So and they said to the Lord, here I am, I want to be a missionary. Missionaries like Barbara Rivers, it was a model, a very real model. I learned how to go places where there's nothing and start something. So I realized not only in Ecuador I need to be saved, but everywhere. So I became prayed for India. I was the first Latino to go. I went for 12 years. One thing God told me to preach the gospel, not to be locked in my house. If I want to be locked in my house, I stay in my country. I came back from India. The IMB missionary received me, Guy Mills and Linda, and a friend from Guatemala. He told me, the Lord take you back to Latin America to not be just one Julieta, sino hundreds of Julietas. Send Latinos to the nations. And after that, start an impact mundial. We do mobilization, training, and sending missionaries to the nations. I believe we are global Christians. Jesus told us to go to the nations, to preach to everyone and everywhere and every time. My dream is to see every church be mobilized to become a missionary church. It's my dream. So how cool is that? Julieta, what a story. What a dream that she had. You know what she said there? I don't know if you picked up on it, but she said to God one day, she said, here I am, Lord. I want to be, what'd she say? A missionary, right? A missionary. She said, here I am. I want to be a missionary. I want to be sent by you, Lord, to go and tell people among the nations about you. The Lord might call some of you one day to go to the nations to tell people about Jesus. And how cool would that be? How awesome would that be if the Lord uses some of us if he invites some of us, if he calls some of us to be his representatives and to go and tell people who don't know him around the world uh, the greatest news in all the world that Jesus saves. But even if he doesn't send you overseas, he calls every one of us to say, Lord, here am I. I'm yours. Lord, here am I. Use me. I want to live for you. So friends, let's treasure Jesus more than temporary toys. Let's give for the good of others. And let's finally live for the Lord. Let's live for the Lord. Like the one and only Lord. The one and only God. The only one. Let's live for Him. He is the, the one and, and the only one. Uh, and so let's live for Jesus more than, than anything else, more than anything else that we might strive to make our lives about. And so that's my question for you, even as we begin to close this morning, 
what are you living for? What are you living for? Are you living for for money? Are you living for stuff, more toys, possessions, maybe popularity? Some people live for popularity. They want to have the most friends. Or are you living for the Lord? Uh, the last thing Jesus said here in this passage, he said, uh, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. Uh, either you will hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to the one and you'll despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That word there for money really means more than just the paper stuff uh, or the coins that we might have in a piggy bank or a bank account. It can mean property or possessions. It means our stuff. And so friends, let's live for the Lord. Let's live for the one who uh, is the king over all and the one who made us and who made everything. The one who made the, the stars and the night sky, the one that made the mountains, the one that made the trees, and the valleys and the rivers and the oceans and, and the one that made you. The one that made every single one of you. Let's live for him. This one who came at Christmas time because he wanted us to know him and to love him and to live for him and with him forever. We get to serve him. So let's live for him. Amen. That's where you say amen. 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 Let's live for him. Well, let's pray. And then you guys can go back and sit with mom or dad. And we're all going to sing a song or two. And we'll close out our service. Thank you all for listening so very well. Can you pray with me? Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this chance this morning to, uh, to reflect on what Jesus has said. What Jesus has said and the reason that he came. And Father, we pray that we all would grow up to know and to love and to follow Jesus. Lord, I pray for these boys and girls. I pray for their moms and dads. I pray for grandparents and senior adults and single adults and students and and everyone in between. Lord, may these truths from our Savior, may they be true of each of us. God, lead us to live our lives for you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. All right, boys and girls, go back and find a seat. Church, y'all give them a hand for listening so well. Let me invite all of you where you are. If you just stand as we, as we all together collectively and individually respond to the truths of God's word, the truths of scripture, Uh, The truths that Jesus has taught us about treasuring him more than everything else. May May we continue to worship Jesus the Christ, the child that has come to save us. And as we sing, you respond as the Lord leads you. Know that I'm available during this time if you're wrestling with a spiritual decision or would like someone to pray with you. Uh, May each of us respond in ways fitting uh, for those who've heard from the King. Let's worship him.